3: hey what's up everyone how you doing welcome to the show Ben Kissel you're hanging out with
4: Katie Dirks
3: what up Katie how are
4: you doing I'm good we might have a might have a couple appearances from Carson today
3: woo we might have the baby showing up as a try-host for kind of fun which will be super excited because we need the baby perspective
4: yeah I'm a I'm I'm multitasking today I'm a multitasking mom today
3: Oh, you're amazing. We have a bunch of stuff to get to. We have some big news about this show that we'll tell you about in one second. We're going to talk about Clash of the Champions. That will be airing September 27th. The card actually looks pretty kick-ass for WWE. We'll break down the card. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? We are also going to talk a little bit about what happened with AEW Dynamite. That parking lot fight was freaking awesome. Awesome. it made me feel like I was back in 1997 just about to sprout my first pube. It was perfectly <laughs> done. It was great action. the the bumps were real realistic. Of course that was Santana and Ortiz fighting Chuck Taylor and Trent uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent got a bit of help from the dreamboat that is Orange Cassidy. Uh, and of course we were also going to talk about what's going on with Keith Lee in WWE there's mm. reports coming out now he just got there reports coming out now that Vince doesn't know what to do with him the no. man has been there for a month what? didn't they have like anything can't Color someone just shocked can't someone just go in the back and just be like create a storyline for Keith Lee don't they have writers i know they have writers my friends have wrote for them someone just write the man a storyline
4: Or I don't know, look back at his history and on the indies and just rip something that he did once in PWG. Just pretend you know. Just like all you have to do is like look at it, like it's it's you can literally put in Keith Lee into Wikipedia (laughs) and just steal a match that he did before. Perfect.
3: I love it. But before we get to that, we have some show news we want to get to here on Kinda Fun. We will be expanding our topic of conversation into the world of sport as well so we will starting next week talk about the nfl we will talk about the nba we will pepper in a little bit of ufc we will maybe even talk a bit about the mlb major league baseball we are expanding the show to discuss all of the other wonderful forms of athleticism that exist in our grand world in the world of sport so that is the big news for the show we will be talking about what's happening in uh, the NBA playoffs. God knows, the Western and Eastern Conference Finals right now. We got Boston and Miami uh, and then of, and in the East. And then of course, we have the Denver Nuggets in the massive surprise of the summer, defeating the Los Angeles Clippers uh, in seven games. After being what? down three to one, they are facing uh, the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Denver Lakers. Uh, in the West, and of course, Boston and Heat in the East. So we will break that down, and we will talk about everything that's going on in the NFL as that season has just begun, and my God, has it been a great uh, beginning to another wonderful NFL season. And we'll probably talk about the Houston Astros being cheaters. So anyway, that is the big news. So anyway, that is the big kind of fun news. But let's get back to what we want to discuss today and that of course is the world of wrestling why can't wwe figure out what to do with nxt superstars once they're called up katie i just don't get it
4: because vince mcmahon has never watched i guarantee you vince mcmahon can't name a 10 of the roster at nxt
3: he should be a, at least be able to come up with a storyline for the people that come out of NXT into WWE. As we're seeing right now, Vince plays favorites. You know, he really is a genius in his own right. I was watching, you know, I like to watch my old wrestling. He was wrestling. a
4: genius 25, maybe 30 years ago.
3: But now he's so much stronger than he was back then because that's how people age, natural. That's how natural <laughs> aging works. But why not just do a little bit of homework They threw Keith Lee into the deep end. He's already having matches with Randy Orton. He pinned Orton clean in the ring. And next thing you know, we don't have a storyline for him. I I am just, this is again what blows my mind about pro wrestling at the highest level. Is where do they think, like, do they not know that we remember
4: stuff? Well, I mean, there's, it's actually, you bring up a good point. Because there is something to be said about just having, you, you accidentally watch wrestling. Like, I feel like maybe he's, maybe he's, he just assumes like everybody's on their phones now anyway. It's just on in the background. Nobody's really paying attention.
3: Maybe Vince does think everyone's on their phone and not paying attention, and he's having a difficult time breaking through the noise. AEW, on the other hand, when it comes to their parking lot brawl, it doesn't matter what you are doing. You put your phone down. You stop taking care of your baby, for example, Katie. And you watch the parking lot brawl because AEW compels you to watch. The power of AEW compels you to watch these four men, ends up with five after Orange Cassidy pops out of the trunk of the car to finish off Santana and Ortiz. They compel you to watch. And I feel like that is one of the differences right now with AEW. Perhaps their desperation coming off of what I think is universally considered sort of a a flop of all out. Yeah. The flop that was all out the pay-per-view of course, $50 pay-per-view. I think people expected a lot and they got a little and that is not good. AEW Dynamite fires back with a great 2 hours of pro wrestling and maybe that is the difference. AEW as we've talked about not having so many, you know, shoes to fill, not having so many shows uh to be concerned about they do have a little bit more ability to keep those storylines tight and keep momentum going in a very focused direction as opposed to Vince with Monday Night Raw where again, it is scattershot, it is all over the place, which gives credence to someone like Tommaso Ciampa, who was discussing how he would never go to the main roster. He said he would rather retire than get kicked out of the NXT or move on from the NXT, the supposed developmental league for professional wrestling, which at this point, I wouldn't even say is developmental because in many ways, if you watch NXT, the in-ring action is superior to what you'll see on a Raw or a SmackDown. Keith Lee... He got he got the golden call, Ugh. but uh, does this gold end up turning to rust after he is don't just a mid Carter?
4: Don't do this.
3: Does he just become another mid Carter in WWE? Oh. Lost in the shuffle. We saw what happened with Ricochet. Ricochet, an unbelievable in ring talent. Apparently, Vince doesn't like him. I have no clue what could make Vince not like Ricochet.
4: I don't understand. I just it's like it's it it. If you look at the you know the early 2000s the attitude era yes. the like holy grail of wrestling and you look at the stars that became you look at the guys that became major stars they weren't good when they started it's not like they busted on the scene and they were like I'm the I'm the rock like right. it's it it took time to grow the talent it took time to find what made them land and they're not even being given a shot on the main roster. They're just brought up and like, oh, they're they're so loved at NXT, we're just going to pop them over to the other brand and then we'll magically have millions and mil- millions of viewers. And that's not the case.
3: And to that point, Katie, to start like sort of interweaving different sports here, WWE reminds me of what the Cleveland Browns do every single season. They fire their new head coach. They draft a brand new head coach, by the way. They constantly fire their new head coach to have a new head coach. They draft a quarterback in the draft. Oftentimes, that quarterback ends up being a massive bust. Will Baker Mayfield end up being a bust? We don't know.
4: This time will be different This time every will year. be different
3: every year. It's like the, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. You get the same results. And in the case of the Cleveland Browns, that means failing You got Baker Mayfield, you got Landry, you got Odell Beckham Jr. They stack their offense every single year. They bring in some new toys to play with, but there is no direction.
4: Give it a chance.
3: Give them a chance to grow. That's exactly what Vince has been doing, bringing in new people, getting a big pop. They got the Keith Lee bump. Everyone was super excited about Keith Lee, but then there is nothing else there. It, It seems very shallow. I think that resonates with the wrestling audience. I had a, there was a great Stone Cold Steve Austin session. If you haven't watched the Broken Skull sessions, please do yourself a favor and watch those. He is an incredible interviewer. It's
4: shocking, really, how good he is at it.
3: He's so good at it. He just had Jerry Lawler on, and they were discussing some of the different storylines that Jerry Lawler had worked with. He had wrestled certain people over 500 times. They would keep these storylines going. And then, of course, one of the greatest storylines in wrestling history, his feud with Andy Kaufman. That stuff just does not happen anymore in, now, of course, that wasn't the WWE, But it doesn't happen anymore in Vince's world of professional wrestling. The elongated stories that have a massive payoff. I haven't seen it in a long time. And a lot of people had faith that maybe Keith Lee was going to be one of those
4: Maybe this time it'll be different.
3: Maybe it would be different. Maybe Keith Lee can like start a thread and they can actually make a sweater out of him instead of just, you know, making a little uh, making making a, just a small little bandana and then throwing him in the trash after there's a bit of sweat on it and forgetting that he ever existed. So if I'm Keith Lee, I'm sitting there being like, "Thanks for thanks for the call up to the big leagues, but usually doesn't that mean I'm going to see more in-ring action?"
4: I mean, the other thing is is like I also wonder because WWE and everyone that works for them are, are notoriously in a bubble. And the ones that have been there for so long are, like, just their shit doesn't stink anymore.
3: Oh, I guarantee you that it does, though. You could imagine what they're <laughs> eating in that writer's room there at the WWE. The amount of hoagies and steroids.
4: I mean, I just wonder. Just the
3: energy drink powder alone. I can't even imagine Easy. the.
4: Easy, the, yeah, the, the
3: clouds, the, the, the uh, unbelievable, like, just the adrenaline filled amount Blech. of farts that they have.
4: I just, I think that, I think that they're a product of their own, I mean, of success, I guess. I don't know. I feel like yeah. they've just been so big and they've been the only show in town for the longest time that now with competition, it's even more obvious than before. Cause before we were just kind of going through the motions. And if you wanted wrestling, you watch Monday Night. Period. And if you wanted more wrestling, you'd watch SmackDown whenever the fuck that decided to be on. Right. So, like, and 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 that's just the general audience. I'm not even going to break it into, like, the marks that are, like, that record, you know, Ring of Honor and, and New Japan. Right. Like, if you wanted if you wanted to have wrestling on and you were a generic fan, general fan, uh, you just checked in every Monday just to see how things were going.
3: Yeah, but I remember that growing up as well. But I recall yeah. having connected storylines not i mean these these are not the most in-depth storylines but just yeah. something that's like oh all you have to do is show a 2 minute little montage of what happened the week before and i'm like i'm all caught up i feel yeah. like somebody's having an affair with somebody else Whoa, and that somebody is, there is be a pre- wedding in the ring is there a wedding somebody's pretty mad at somebody else and i get it but now, it doesn't seem like we have any connective tissue from week to week no. to week. I mean, look what's going on right now with Mandy Rose. No idea. What's, <laughs> they, they, she's going over to Raw, but they have no storyline for her either. Also...
4: She wasn't even, from my, my understanding, she wasn't even aware she was going to Raw. And they were like, oh, she's going to Raw. And then Raw came and went, and she wasn't on Raw.
3: <laughs> she was like, oh, oh, okay. Hopefully still collecting a paycheck. Another story that they're just kind of dropping is Otis... Money in the bank. He is still the money in the bank. My bowling ball of a hero. The ultimate ping pong ball. The ultimate, just the man that I want to see successful in the WWE for all the chubby kids out there who never thought they'd make it. Otis represents all of them. He is the money in the bank champion. He's got the money in the bank briefcase. And it has been nowhere to be found. I don't understand how they're just going to pretend after... Almost a decade, maybe even more than a decade, of money in the bank being a thing where you yeah. run in and you can see Otis with his little hands and his little feet and his bowling ball gut running in with the, <laughs> with the money in the bank briefcase. Just <laughs> <laughs> cashing it in. Who knows if he wins or not? But the fact that they haven't done anything with him, they just forgot that he won the damn thing.
4: And like, yeah, it's, they did a lunchbox bit with it like two weeks ago three weeks ago he needs to cash it in somebody needs to do something and no one's doing anything it's just like they're just it's just it's the same shit different week of like oh yeah let's do that let's tear up the show minutes before it goes live right we're still doing i thought for sure in these unprecedented times i've
3: heard that these are unprecedented times
4: Oh my have you heard
3: These are unprecedented times.
4: Something's happening. I so, never
3: want to hear the with word unprecedented that's going on. After 2020, un, the word unprecedented is dead. Never want to hear no. it again.
4: Nope.
3: Never want to hear it again.
4: We're done we're done with that word. Mm-hmm. But with everything that's going on I thought for sure that there would be some sort of, like, they would be forced, and I've obviously been on the record saying this, they would be forced to look ahead and try new things, and this was the time to take risks. This was the time to, you know, get a little shot in the arm because they're... They, they don't have an audience to fall back on. They don't have, well, just because they added more lights doesn't mean that the show's any better.
3: You and your, yes, the li- but the lights do help. I'm happy that you're happy with the, uh, with the <laughs> light situation. Also, I want to thank everyone who reached out regarding our conversation last week about what happened with the announcers, sp- uh, specifically on All Out. I think a lot of people were in agreement, being like, I'm watching it. I couldn't put my finger on what was wrong. It was indeed, this, the the announcers didn't carry the emotion of the show in a very
4: good way. They were very yeah. sad. Somebody also pointed out that it was like 900 degrees there and uh, yes. very humid, and the audience was just like dead by the time, uh, like a couple hours, or like an hour into the show. Get a
3: couple of tall boys and push through. I can't sit here and complain. The audience was hot. That's the excuse? I, I don't mean, think so.
4: Well, Well, it was humid, and like, it was super humid, and I guess they had like everything was like like sweaty. Like the ring was sweaty, the ropes were sweaty, the people were sweaty, so everything was like a little more slippery.
3: That explains Mister Seidel's big botch. And if Which I'm explains. him, I'm triple down and on that. I'd be like, it was soaking in there.
4: It was. <laughs> There's no way I could who, have. Who oiled up these ropes?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to the storylines in the WWE, I wonder, you know, Stephanie McMahon has been talking about how they want to have more women in the writer's room, how they want to have, you know, just different voices in general in the writer's room.
4: Oh, they're so ahead of the times.
3: Perhaps that would help.
4: They're so forward thinking.
3: Hey, you know, I mean, I don't know if I would want to be a woman in the WWE writer
4: room. Actually, I... the what the one woman writer they had wrote the Otis and Mandy story and then she left. What? Fun, fun fact, woman wrote the Otis and Mandy story.
3: Oh, that makes the it even same. better. And that's why it worked. Because a woman says, yes, we can love a pudgy boy. Sure, he might eat more ham than your average big old pig. But some women <laughs> love that. Some women love to have a comfy boy. And that's what I'm banking on at some point. I mean, I am going to start losing a little bit of weight. But I mean, I also want to have... See, skinny, I want a skinny gal that loves someone who can just be, I'm an inflatable raft. There you go. That's, that's perfect. Um, <laughs> just diversity in the writer's room might help a little bit.
4: Yes, I agree with diversity in the writer's room. Of course, that's better. Uh, and, and of course, it's going to make any story more nuanced. It's going to give more character, more, right? But the book stops think. with Vince. And Vince, no matter who the writer is, it's always going to be Vince's End game. Like, he's always going to sign off on it. So regardless right. if the writer is good or the story is good or nuanced or whatever, the buck stops with Vince and it, he has a track record of tearing up the show minutes before it starts and doing it his way and just being like, oh, yeah, make some fart jokes and then... Uh, wait, who's Keith Lee? Yeah, sure, put him in with Brandy Don't
3: Warren. diss fart jokes. Those can take a show a long way. Look at the entire <laughs> career of everyone in the cast of Jackass. They're doing amazing. Steve-O Fair just enough. taped himself to a billboard. He's doing wonderful. <laughs> I did get some information, though, speaking of women in wrestling. Apparently, when it comes to All Out, one of the reasons that some of the commentators and wrestlers were upset was because of the Britt Baker match. Evidently, that match was not supposed to be on the main show, but people yeah. complained on social media. Dare I say, you complained on this very show, Miss Dirks? I did not demanding. I
4: said demanding demanding there should be more, more women's, women's matches. wrestling. Okay. Yes, I. You're. You're. And I've. I've. Got, in hindsight, maybe I'm accidentally part of the problem. <laughs> I was like, "There's not enough women on this card." That doesn't mean. That doesn't mean make a women's match out of like my angry tweets which I never tweeted by the way about this um, but like don't, don't not after the fact like oh shit this is due tomorrow like let's <laughs> like give it give it a minute like but like Brit can't match or Brit can't wrestle right now anyway so like just maybe thinking. Wow,
3: wow this is just the the incredible walk back ability I did, I did. of <laughs> Katie Dirks throwing uh, her gender under the let me the moonwalk
4: my bus. way back
3: <laughs> Apparently, that is what I've heard, though, in the online women rumor Women are mails. the problem. We're and, the uh, problem. <laughs> women. No. Tony Khan bending to the, the mob on social media evidently that did happen. The angry
4: have mob of Karens. The angry mob.
3: I don't even think it was Karens. I don't even know how many people were like super upset. I don't think anyone is ever truly upset. You should never really listen to anyone on Twitter. It's the comment section of the world. And the old adage has always been, never the read worst. the comments, but somehow that adage has been thrown out the window when it comes to Twitter. Apparently though, Tony Khan put that match in, in a re- as a response to them only having one women's, Uh, match on the card but I also I agree with you Katie you can also just like do these things better and you don't have to shoehorn the Britt Baker match which I actually thought was dare I say kind of fun in the very beginning
4: yeah I I I liked it like I I thought it, it was cute and it was fun and weird or whatever mediocre but like good for a mid card thing or like a cutaway match or something that can air on dynamite when they need to you know I don't know do anything else but I was just so shocked that that like, it was just it was it was weird, and I feel like everyone knew it was the elephant in the room when it was the first match of like, what is this? Why did they why did they do this first? Like, but there was just so many th- things weird about. Yep, it. Yep,
3: the Katie Dirks phone rang in Tony Khan's office, and then you were like, "I've got something to say, Mr. Khan," and he's like, "Oh my God, it's Katie Dirks. We what better is, what's listen." What's the equivalent
4: to, to like a feminist Karen? Is it like a? Is it like an Ashley? I feel like an Ashley. Maybe could
3: be. I'm not necessarily like, sure if Karens aren't feminist. Uh, I think you could probably be a feminist Karen if you want to speak to your manager about a lack yeah. of representation here at this very strip club.
4: Yeah, where that's are, like are a the good males? Karen.
3: Where are the ding dongs? Yeah, it's a
4: Karen with. That's like a good Karen. Karen on the right side of things.
3: You, women can use their powers for good or for evil, and I think we've seen that time and time again, many times for good. Look at Betsy for Dan, for example. Yeah. Look oh, yeah. at that—the power of Betsy or Rosa Parks. Thank you, oh, look at that. indeed. Or we also have a series of entertaining videos called Karen Freakouts on Instagram. Also, that is not—they're not using their powers for good, but they are entertaining me, and I can watch those for a long time. And sometimes I will understand with an initial complaint of a Karen. It's the freakout that really gets—that's where I'm like, I'm sorry. We just had a story on Side Stories where this woman freaked out because her Taco Bell meal was $15. She thought that they kind of stiffed her on a gordita. They did not, but her reaction was as if they did. She, called, she cursed at a lot of people. She was swearing up a storm, mm-hmm. which is not good. But I would yeah. understand her anger if she was out of gordita supreme. Or if I do go to Taco Bell and they tell me, oh, we've taken the Mexican pizza off of the menu. I, I understand the anger. It's the freakout yeah. that's the problem.
4: Yeah. And it's and it's the yeah, and it's the yeah. There's so many problems with Karens, but yes, it is it is the freakouts.
3: So Tony Khan says, "Uh-oh, people are mad. We better add this woman's match." And uh, and I'm not saying that was why uh, all out uh, did not work at all, but I think it was just another factor into why it felt like it was just it was just off. It was just it was, off, and it, yeah, that's the thing with the arts. Sometimes things are just off. You can't really put your finger on it, and it's just what it
4: is, you know? You're not always going to have a good show.
3: You're not always going to have a good show. Just ask the L.A. Clippers, Uh. who absolutely screwed the pooch in the Western Conference semifinals.
0: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot... For the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
2: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: All right. Well, just lastly, before we get to Clash of the Champions, we got to give some props. We were kind of distant on AEW last week. All Out wasn't All That. Mm -hmm. AEW Dynamite, the parking lot fight was incredible. Of course, that was Best Friends. That's Chuck Taylor and Trent and Santana and Ortiz. They just like gave a world-class brawl. Those are not my words. Those are the words of multiple people. Mick Foley, as a matter of fact, says on Twitter, world-class brawl on AEW on TNT. All four of these guys should be commended for that amazing hashtag parking lot brawl but they're going to be feeling that one for a while. Then he says, well done. So as soon as you can get someone, like the legend that is Mick Foley, to approve of your hardcore match, Mm -hmm. you've done something right. Because Mick is, he's a nice man, but he is a critic of professional wrestling. And if I got a compliment from, I'm trying to think what, if like Howard Stern called me and was like, Ben you're the greatest radio personality that's ever lived. I'd be like, thank you, Howard. Are you drinking? Um, but that's really sweet. We
4: well, you know you're validated. It's val- It's validated. You
3: feel validated, of course. And so Mick to shout this match out was something that I really think was powerful. And if I'm these uh, five athletes in this uh, parking lot brawl, parking lot fight, I mean, you know, you gotta feel good the next day, even as you're taking uh, glass out of your back. Because my God, those cars took a beating. And uh, the bat that was beating those cars was indeed people's human beings' backs. Uh, so I don't even, whew, that's got to hurt. Also, where do they get all these cars from? You're in production. You know what?
4: I'll, I, will, I will ask. I'll ask my, my, my friend.
3: Because I was watching that. And I was like,
4: look at all these cars.
3: And they're, they're, they're really... trashing all of them. Maybe I'm yeah. becoming too old. Maybe I'm too old to have fun. But that was no. my initial thought was like those are pretty nice those look like relatively newish cars. Yeah. If they still
4: run. You know. They're still yeah, and they're like they're yeah, they're they're nice cars. I don't You're right. I
3: don't know. Mm, I, I don't, don't know. know. So congratulations AEW Dynamite. Uh, a good 2 they hour really show. They really
4: brought it back. Like they you can see really they did. were that first the first show last week after the the all uh, all out they yes. they they chipped away and bringing it back and then this one they kind of they're like all right we we've, we've we're over it
3: we got we've, it
4: we've put band-aids on
3: i like what the jackson brothers are doing the young bucks of course they're you know kind of getting this heel move going on ftr is looking good i was really hoping that luchasaurus and marco could end up winning the championship for the tag team cuz i love those guys Not yet. love Jurassic Express i think they deserve it but you know that's just me because I like the fact that the guy has a green tongue. I like that Luchasaurus has a green tongue. And I like that he's part dinosaur because why wouldn't he be?
4: I mean, he's got a master's degree. so
3: In dinosaur. Yeah. I love him. I
4: do think that they're going to let FTR hang with the belt for quite some time. because Well, think why that- would
3: they give it? Okay, maybe some of you don't know this, but Luke Perry, RIP 90210, powerful. He was, he was a heartthrob. Yes. Jungle Boy is Luke Perry's son. And the more that he ages, the more the jungle boy becomes a jungle man. You can see <laughs> it. You can see Luke in his face. And I'm like, Mr. Perry, yeah. it's like you're still here. He looks just like his he dad. Really the more does. that I realize it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is insane.
4: He really does look a lot like his dad. And, and it, yeah, it, you can see as – yeah, the, the, the more, I think, uh, the more weight he puts on from yes. training – the more you can see it. It's bananas.
3: So just for that reason alone, we talk about legacy in professional wrestling. Usually that means the father or the mother was a professional wrestler. But in this case, he's a legacy heartthrob. Yes. And Jungle Boy, if I was a, if I was a young girl or boy, I'd have his poster on my wall and it would, be covered, it would be covered in lipstick kisses he's because a I'd be practicing right there on Jungle Boy. But then, of course, I want to really marry uh, the, the dinosaur.
4: Because <laughs> you can crush you, you, on Jungle Boy, you marry the dinosaur.
3: You you got a crush on Jungle Boy, but you end up marrying the dinosaur. That's just how life works.
4: I uh, and the fun fact about them is that they they've been training together since he was quite like since he was very little. Like they've been training together their entire career. So it's cool to see them together as like an actual tag team come back together as a tag team. It's I love adorable.
3: Jurassic Express, and I would love to see them have the title, and I think they deserve it. They're going to continue on doing what they do now that the AEW tag team division is a little bit more open with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega no longer friends. Now that they're doing their singles competition, which is exactly what they should have been doing for a while. Thank God AEW got the memo on that because I cannot wait to see the Kenny Omega run. He will be champ. My prediction is when it comes to Omega, he will will be the champion within five months. I'm going to give. He's, and I think that would be. Whether it be the TNT Championship or the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, he'll, he'll have one of those two straps. Although maybe I'm. No, you know what? I'm going to say he's going to get the big one. Ooh. He's, he's going to get the big one. I don't I know like if it's going to be off of Mox, but Omega, I cannot wait to see him in ring just by himself again. Because if you haven't watched him in New Japan, Ugh. the man, like, it is. Katie turned it's poetic. On, it really it's is. Poetic. Like, he moves. In a way that it, he's not on Earth, like he's—it's like a different yeah. gravitational pull around this man. I, you, it's hard to explain, but I'm excited to see what he can. He do. He has
4: like a different ability, even in the ring, to to tell a nuanced story with his moves. With like, his moves, yeah. He had—I forget what match it was, but he had, like injured his shoulder, his left shoulder or his right shoulder, which is what the the shoulder he does his finishing move on. And then like in he like injured his shoulder, which is like such a throwaway bit in most matches right. and then he does the finishing move with the other shoulder it's just like those little Whoa. things that are like clearly thought out that like maybe yes. not everyone's going to pick up on but he he knows that the the smart people will get it yes so it's just those little things that they're so like i don't know i'm a huge fan love your work <laughs>
3: I, I am with you so we will see what goes on with AEW and of course, we'll continue to follow that right here on kind of fun. Uh, the big match coming up for John Moxley. he will be going against Lance Archer, the murder Hawk, one of my favorite nicknames of all it time. Lance Archer is not to be messed with. Does he drop the belt? I could see it happening, especially with Lance Archer, with the help of that dirty, dirty old snake, Jake the Snake Roberts. I think it's extremely possible, although I like to see Mox still have the title for a while. Because I think he's a great champion. And um, I, it's extremely believable that he would be the champion of AEW.
4: Yeah. I could buy that. I buy it. I'll buy, I'll, I'll buy that for a
3: dollar. All right. Well, speaking of champions, let's get to what's going to happen September 27th. Again, we're going to talk about this now because next week we're going to focus more on other sports as well. So we're going to add in the NBA and the NFL and. We'll talk a whole bunch about anything that matters in the world of sports. It's going to be a lot of fun, like hanging out with a couple of your friends at the bar. But you
4: can't go to the bar now,
3: can you? Because these times are unprecedented.
4: I do miss yelling at the television.
3: I still do it. And my dogs look at me like I'm a freaking lunatic. And that's why I also, every time I play Madden, right now on Madden, I'm 22 and 20 Um, the dogs know when I'm having a good game. They know when the game ain't going so well and they respond Mm -hmm. accordingly. Although I'm never, I never yell at the dogs because that doesn't make any sense. I yell Mm -hmm. at the TV and I blame myself if I lose because it's my fault. People
4: need to understand that when you yell at the TV, you're just taking your frustration out on yourself.
3: That's true. That's true. And you couldn't do it any better than the stars in any of these sports. Although sometimes I feel like I could do. No, never mind. Maybe cornhole. <laughs> I was watching a lot of cornhole during quarantine and I was like, I think I could do cornhole. But then also, those guys are really good at it.
4: Yeah, no, I look, I for a long time up until, well, even now, a little bit, I thoroughly, I wholeheartedly believe that no matter your age, no matter your skill set, uh-huh. if you really set your mind to an obscure sport, wow, yeah. I, an obscure like, like
3: lawn darts.
4: Yeah, like something. A little off that's like, that maybe doesn't have, yeah, that's not getting, you're not getting like lower competition. Yeah. Yeah. On NBC during the Olympics. Sure. Like the trampoline, for instance. I feel like if you really set your mind to it and you practice really hard and you dedicate the time for the next four years, you might be able to qualify. For the Olympics. I I wholeheartedly believe that.
3: You also have to remember that there's people that don't qualify. And imagine that. Yes. Every time we watch curling, we kind of laugh and be like, how is that an Olympic sport? Although I can get down with some curling. I can watch them curling. I've screamed. (laughs) I've yelled.
4: There's there's a moment of of payoff with curling.
3: There is. But then you also have to remember the one curler at home who didn't make the team. And just how sad is that? I mean, I get it. If you don't make the NBA team, or if you don't make uh, the basketball sure. team, or the
4: talent, the, the talent bar is higher.
3: Yes, I mean, I get it. You're not, you're not going to be a track star, but right. man, to dedicate your whole life to curling and not and not make it, it's got to hurt.
4: Yeah, get get into a sport that has a low bar of entry. The one that no I one's agree.
3: watching. The one that nobody cares about.
4: Yeah, the one that nobody cares about. That's the one See, that you can go to the Olympics with.
3: You are you're going to be such a good mom. I I think you know you <laughs> just got to get baby Carson. Get him get him some of those little those little corn packets or whatever people yeah. throw during cornhole. Get him practicing now. Any sport that you mostly do drunk? Darts. Yeah. Although darts are tough.
4: I've already James and I've already talked about it. What's the lowest bar of entry for uh, for baseball? It's catcher or second base. Those are the ones you want to go for.
3: Perfect. Oh my god. This kid is just lower in this bar. He doesn't even know the bar. Is low.
4: I don't think catcher because it's hard on your knees, but second baseman. That's that's your spot.
3: That's what you want to do. I mean, yeah. God knows I was horrible at baseball. I uh, never hit the ball one time. They said I was a human strike zone.
4: That, so, you know what? It's not good. That's impressive.
3: No, it's not good. It's not good. The pitchers had a good time. If when you're going to be the...
4: bad, be the worst.
3: Yeah, I was. I was to the point where it was there quite humiliating. Um, but I made up for it with my unbelievable personality. Well, speaking of champions like the future Carson... Baby champion at Cornhole. Oh, my God. Baby Cornhole needs to be on TV right now. Yes. Toddlers playing Cornhole. There There's that new movie, Cuties, which I guess is controversial or something. I don't freaking know. I don't really give a crap. Yeah. Um, whatever. It's like, that's a whole nother show um, where everyone's <laughs> like, they're sexy kids. And I'm like, are you jerking off to this? Uh, I don't know. I think it's like a commentary <laughs> or something. I, I, don't, I think you're kind of missing the point here. Um, toddler Cornhole yeah. needs to be. Like a national sport. They
4: could just throw their pacifiers.
3: Oh, that would be amazing. They already throw them anyway. Yeah.
4: I don't know why they don't
3: like them. Isn't that interesting? Mm. All right. Well, speaking of champions and future champions, let's talk WWE Clash of the Champions. This card, it's going to be a fun card. Everyone's going to be a champion on the card. Hence, Clash of the Champions. There are a few matches that are kind of recycled. Like, really, really recently recycled. Yeah, like, Uh, last show recycled. (laughs) Like, last show WWE champion, uh, Drew McIntyre. He will go against Randy Orton. That was the one where it's like, no, you're not, like, going through early stages of Alzheimer's. It did just happen. I
4: did ask you. (laughs) I asked you. I was like, didn't we just see this? Literally just saw it.
3: Just saw it. But, you know, again, going back to the uh, commentary about Vince, maybe he is going through Early stages of Alzheimer's. Not to make light of that. But Maybe
4: he's not paying attention to his shows because he's on his phone all the time. That's why we're getting such crap.
3: He may have forgotten this match happened. I yeah. don't know. And, and nobody the wrestlers, wants to
4: tell him like, "What are you going to do?" Yeah. Because also, if you're if you're Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton,
3: you're like, "Well, thanks. I'll go. Uh, I'll go do that again. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want, just boss.
4: Do, why don't you just air the? Because it's in the same arena. There's no fans. Just air the same match from last week. Maybe no one's going to notice.
3: Yeah, oh, uh, so Orton secured this rematch by winning a triple threat match against Seth Rollins and Keith Lee again sort of the strange life cycle of Keith Lee in the WWE sort of exemplified here with Randy Orton once again going to Drew McIntyre where WWE like teases be like maybe there's gonna be a new face around and then it's like no nah, it's just, just kidding be. and yeah. these guys are I mean you know I, I love Drew and Randy so I'm not like upset but it's like okay we Let's see, the, let's see the rematch from September 7th like we just saw it, but all right. yeah, uh, I think that Drew McIntyre is going to retain here. Um, as much as I love Randy, as I've talked about before, I think Drew is in his prime. Randy can't take people out in their prime. Uh, he barely won that triple threat match, and I would like to see Drew retain until we have an audience. But maybe it doesn't happen the more I watch my C-SPAN. I don't watch it with clothes on, by the way.
4: Fascinating.
3: Yeah. The more I watch it, the more I'm concerned that this thing might be going on for a minute. So it is possible that Drew McIntyre, by this thing, I mean this pandemic, this COVID. Have you heard of it? This COVID mm-hmm. thing? Oh, is there something going on? There's something going on. It's unprecedented. <laughs> what? Un- yeah, it's unprecedented. Yeah. Wild. I don't know if Drew McIntyre will ever hold that belt up in front of a crowd of chanting that, people. That hurts I think my it might. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. So if, they, if he is going to drop the belt, if they do plan on having him drop the belt, I suppose this could be a match uh, really where that Or like drop it and get it back. Drop it, get it back. So I'm going to say Drew McIntyre retains, however. I'm assuming this match is going to end in some kind of scrum. I don't know what they're doing with Seth Rollins. I don't know what they're doing with Keith Lee. But I would not be surprised if somehow those two people somehow have a role in this match. Uh, because, again, Seth Rollins, um, his cult leader status is questionable, it being that he only has one follower named Murphy, which means he's that's one just attendee. a friend.
4: yeah.
3: That's just a friend. He's just
4: doing a podcast.
3: He's just doing a podcast. <laughs> so He's not a cult leader. He's just, he's just got one friend who's slightly dumber than him, who's like, do whatever you want. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, <laughs> you always need that friend. Yeah. Who is just like, whenever you have a dumb idea, they're just like, totally all in? Sure. I'm Great.
4: in. Let's We're do friends. it. We're friends.
3: Doesn't make you a cult leader means you found one person slightly dumber than you. Yeah. I'm saying that uh, Drew retains. What do you think? Do you think Drew is going to retain or Randy got that one?
4: <sighs> I don't care.
3: You don't care. <laughs> well, that's great content, Katie. If you I don't think... care, then why would the audience care?
4: <laughs> I you are so... such,
3: this, you are just, this is ridiculous. Your negativity, oh, I've, we I... want more women in the wrestling <laughs> matches. And then, oh, I didn't like the women's wrestling match. What are we supposed to do?
4: No one can win. It's, an, no it's one, a it's a lose lose lose. No, the I Katie think Katie Dirk uh, story. I think I mean, look, I think the I think these unprecedented times have gone on long enough that they need to switch it up and they're gonna give it to Randy Orton. Wow,
3: bold, bold move. Universal championship match. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Happy Roman Reigns is putting his cousin over in Jay Uso, but there is no I, way in hell that Roman Reigns drops this belt. But what do you think?
4: I don't know. I think you're right. I don't think he drops the belt, but I do like what they're doing here.
3: I uh, believe that Jay Uso also it could be a great singles competitor. Yeah, I love the Uso's. Yeah, I think both of them are amazing, Jimmy yeah. and Jay. And uh, yeah, I I I don't know. I I think it's fun to shake up the people who were always in a tag team and give them an indie shot, kind of like with, what they're doing with Big E right now of yeah. the New
4: Day. Yeah, and I like that. Um, I think that. The key to unlocking Roman Reigns is he's not he's never gonna be The Rock. He's never gonna have this like giant personality. That's just not who he is. The Rock is a
3: The Rock is a one in a billion year superstar.
4: Yes. He's quiet, he's reserved, he seems like when he gets really mad, he gets really snarky and he does the like, oh really? He does what he like you're it's you're like arguing with a lawyer. Right. Um, let him be that heel. Like, let him be that guy. Like, oh, yeah, is that what you're going to do? And then smack somebody in the face. Like, let him be the asshole, but you don't need to give him 10 pages of dialogue. No. To He can't do it. Just let him be who he is, and I think that he'll get over a little more, which is why I like that they put him with Paul Heyman. That like he can come in for his one line of one line of whatever he needs to say. It can be true to who he is, and then Paul Heyman can carry the rest of it.
3: Vince has such a double standard yeah. when it comes to having grace for people who are not great on the mic. Yeah, that's the problem with Ricochet. Vince doesn't like him. I mean, this is me speculating. He's not great on mic, and right. I want and I think Vince wants him to be like something that he's just not. He wants him to be a flamboyant high flyer. And Ricochet is a humble, quiet dude and a little bit bit like Roman. However, Vince, when he sees Ricochet, is like, screw you, despite the fact that he is in-ring ability. You're too little. You're too little. But Ricochet's in-ring ability makes up for, completely in my mind, his lack of mic skill because who really cares at the end of the day? Give Ricochet a manager like they did with Roman Reigns. Give Mm -hmm. him a Paul Heyman type. And he could go far. But yeah. Vince doesn't want to do that with him. Again, most likely, yeah, because Vince has a hard-on for people who are super jacked. And, of course, Roman Reigns has worked his ass off to look that way, not to mention going through chemo and, uh, and struggling through, um, you know, all of the negative effects of cancer. So I have a lot of respect for Roman Reigns. But it does seem like Vince obviously picks favorites. And the fact that he is willing to have Roman still be the guy despite the fact that, Years and years of practice later, he still can't cut a promo. I don't Whoa. know. He just doesn't. I mean, I go back and I watch the old rock matches, and it is insane.
4: It might be just that. It might be that they're just not writing to, what, to Roman's capability. They're just writing it for uh, some – they're writing it in their own voice as opposed to writing it in his voice, and I think that's the problem.
3: Yeah, that could be it. I also think we have to get back to a little bit more, like, trust – in the athlete to be able to cut an unscripted promo.
4: Look at Moxley. Yes. Look at like Moxley. Look at, like,
3: and what and what Miro did, of course, Rusev Day, Rusev yeah. Day, Rusev mm-hmm. Day. What Miro did, he cut a scathing promo. The fact good. that he was able to mention WWE, he was like, I, I can say this, guys, and they're like, go for a buddy shoot. Yeah, and like who who knew and made for a great organic. Like he was pissed off, and yeah. it was it, you know it's what brought, it's what brought Steve Austin. It's what eventually made him stone cold Steve Austin was what Heyman did for him in ECW where it's like you're injured bro shoot just talk rant for 10 minutes get good at this and you're yeah. going to be a superstar
4: yeah and like everyone has emotions yeah Use and up. I would
3: love to see I would actually really love to hear Roman's thoughts on being pushed so much that's what got the rock over those rocky those Rocky sucks chants were true, those were very mean-spirited, it wasn't cute, die Rocky, die, when people were chanting that at Rocky My Via, those were like true sentiment, it wasn't like, oh, this is kind of a fun character, and it wasn't until The Rock engaged that reality yeah. that he finally got over, and he got over as a heel, Yeah. so I think that you're right.
4: I was at the Raw after WrestleMania from the year that uh, that Roman won, and I'm not lying when I say it was 12 minutes of booing. It was 12 minutes of booing. Like, they had to go to commercial break and come back, and the crowd was still booing. And he was just... You gotta like, acknowledge it then. You gotta, like, if you're like Roman, you're run the ring it, like, man.
3: Can I please acknowledge this? Yes. Yeah.
4: Because if you stand there and feel... If you feel bad for yourself, like, oh, I really wish they liked me, like, we're just gonna hate you more. Like, stop it.
3: <laughs> Wrestling fans are the ultimate bullies where it's Probably like you worst. have to stand up to them and then they'll be like, oh, I've ah. always loved you. Oh, nah, man, that was like yeah. a joke we were like doing when we were tor- tormenting you and saying yeah. the worst things that you've ever heard about yourself physically and mentally. Yeah. <laughs> all,
4: while dealing, joking, bro? all while dealing with cancer. We didn't yeah, know all while it. dealing
3: with cancer. Oh my goodness. I think Roman Reigns retains, but I'm excited to see what he can do with Jay Uso. That match might be a little bit different than your traditional Roman Reigns I match. I think it's going to be good. I can't think of a time where he went against a mid wrestler.
4: Yeah, no, I love against a,
3: Yeah, I love that, finally. Of course, he took the strap away from Braun Strowman, who was my man, uh, which is unfortunate, uh, but nonetheless. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. I think Roman Reigns retains. I believe Katie thinks so as well, but it should be a fun match. And if Jey Uso does, like, somehow... Like, win the Universal Championship. That shit would be crazy. That would be super fun.
4: fun. Let's do this. All right, we got a story.
3: Oh, no. We'll have to get rid of that then. What's this? What's this? We got the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bayley versus Nikki Cross. I am always going to support Nikki Cross just because I love that little Tasmanian devil, that little psycho. So I hope Nikki Cross wins. I think it's actually possible Bayley drops it. I mean, they're going through this Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Uh, The Hell in a Cell match is basically planned already for Sasha Banks and Bayley. It could be a title match, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. I I, I would love it if if Nikki uh, Nikki Cross was able to to step it up and become the SmackDown Women's Champion.
4: I agree with you. However, yes, because I like the idea from a storytelling standpoint. You have Bailey, who's our Karen. And you have her with Sasha, and their relationship has fallen apart. Oh, and, no! And uh, and uh, somehow, Bailey's ego is getting more and more of her, and she's ta- chipping away at all of her belts. <laughs> she's losing all of her belts. She lost she her best is. friend. She's losing her—she lost the tag team titles. Now, it's only one-strap Bailey. And, like, in a perfect storytelling world, to make her the ultimate supervillain, you would take this belt from her. Right. However— I live in, a, in this scenario, we're in a perfect storytelling world, which we all know maybe isn't good for ratings. I don't know, maybe it is. Maybe. You want to see her lose because, of course, she's a heel, but it also would empower her as the worst to do the worst possible thing you could imagine at, uh, at the next pay-per-view.
3: Bailey reminds me of the person who, like, you never see, but you're hanging out with your boyfriend at the bar, and it, the, the the clock strikes midnight, and all of a sudden you just see the shadow of this mm-hmm. woman with that haircut burst through the doors, being like, "Randy, Randy, you still in here, Randy? You were supposed to be home Randy! at ten. Where's Randy?" And then Nikki Cross is the girl who is just doing shots with you, just being like. Just Ooh. does not give a shit being like, let's go play a little bit more Def Deaf Leopard here on the
4: radio. <laughs>
3: like Nikki Cross is so much more fun than Bailey. Yeah. I definitely, if I had to be like, who do I want to hang out with? Nikki Cross is the answer. I would I, love to see if she got over. She's yeah. been busting her ass for a long time. Yeah. Coming from speaking of, you know, people coming from NXT, mm-hmm. maybe it's because there's just less female wrestlers does seem like the NXT move to WWE proper is a little bit better for female wrestlers than male Mm -hmm. wrestlers. Even just, again, looking at Keith Lee, Ricochet, I mean, you can just... The list just goes on and on and on with the amount of people that just kind of get lost in the shuffle. Nikki Cross has somehow not gotten lost in the shuffle, and I think that's just a a testament to her.
4: She flies under the radar just enough. She, like, doesn't... She never pops too hard, and she never like falls off the radar but she's just below the she's like a little blip occasionally like oh there she is again oh there she is again oh there. like she never really falls off yeah you're right i love it when she gets all mad yeah she's so funny she's 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 great and she's a she's an incredible talent i she don't is. really know what they're doing with the other women in the on that like the other kind of b-lister women on the roster like i don't really know i don't really understand what they're doing but i like giving nikki cross a shot
3: nikki cross she beat tamina lacey evans and alexa bliss uh, she emerged the winner in a four-way match. Uh, of course, that was held to see who would go against uh, Bailey for the championship. So she has definitely earned this. She is now the number one contender. And speaking of Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss, she is so good at putting other people over. Yeah. Without Alexa Bliss, I don't think Nikki Cross is where she is at. Uh, and Alexa, you know, she's been, I just, I could not sing her praises enough. And I think she's a a great asset to the WWE. Uh, Speaking of the ladies, Women's Tag Team Championship, uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus the Riot Squad. The Riot Squad kind of having a resurgence. Hadn't seen them nearly as much over the past year, year and a half. And now all of a sudden, uh, they're everywhere.
4: Color me surprised about this match that I'm shockingly interested in. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, mm, whatever homework assignment they turned in at midnight was actually pretty good.
3: Dude, I don't see anybody beating them. Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler truly scare no, me. Mostly Shayna Baszler in the sense that she's, she's a scary... These are scary people.
4: Yeah. You don't, wanna, you don't fuck with either of them.
0: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice but what about this one that's the sound of all the sports you love all at once starting at $40 a month experience it all live with sling
1: sling pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
2: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So the
3: Riot Squad, they've already taken on Nia Jax and Baszler in a handicap match. Liv Morgan pinned Baszler. And uh, so they got a bit of a history... I don't think Nia and uh, and Shayna are going to drop it. To as much as I love the Riot squad, I just don't see them dropping these titles anytime soon. Yeah. Speaking of things that were like done in the middle of the night, Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler were just created on a Friday and on <laughs> Sunday they were the tag team champions. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> um, was like, Wait, of the who, WWE." What? So
4: if this wasn't this wasn't thought out, which I mean, I don't know, maybe that's
3: Their beast. I mean, I'll take it. I mean, yeah. I couldn't as soon as I heard that they were a tag team I'm like, oh yeah, it's over. They're definitely gonna get the strap. Who yeah. could possibly beat those two?
4: Well, and I also like, I like the Riot Squad. I've always liked Ruby Riot. I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, I love, I like. Lo- they're kind of like the Blink 182 of, yeah. of 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 the roster, which I kind of like. They're kind of they're just like a little alt rock, and it's adorable. And I kind of like
3: wait until Liv Morgan gets into aliens. Next thing you know, the whole thing has exploded, and the the group is broken up. <laughs> And it's all but, done.
4: I like that they both kind of have a lead singer. It's great. I, I'm, I'm here.
3: Well, and that being said, maybe, you know, going back to the experience between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, it doesn't really exist. They've only had a few matches together. They got the straps very early on. The yeah. Riot Squad has been together for a long time. Perhaps this is a situation where, you know, a partnership with the longevity of the Riot Squad is able to uh, overtake the new blood. Or the new relationship that is Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. I mean, I could see them. You know, I could see Nia and Shayna both messing up. We know Shayna Baszler is an incredible badass, yeah. but she doesn't always have the greatest in-ring timing. No, I mean, she's l- a no fighter. further than the Elimination Chamber.
4: Yeah, she's a. She comes from. She's a. It's a different background. Same thing with Nia Jax, Of like, she's she is what she is. Whereas Ruby Riot, to me, is out of uh, this. Out of this whole match, is the most skilled a veteran wrestler in this whole match, right. but like she yeah. I I I'm but I'm surprised that I'm into this match as much as I am.
3: I'm actually into this whole card. I mean it is the clash of the champions after all. So I'm gonna say, no oh man, I said that Nia and Shayna were gonna win, but now because of the experience of the riot squad, Who knows? I'm gonna say the riot squad are gonna be able to pull this off.
4: Which yeah, no, I think I I'm it's possible. I'm with you. All right. I'm with you.
3: Sticking with the ladies, Raw Women's Champion, Asuka versus Natalia. And Natalia, you got to love her. Um, she's a great wrestler, but I'm just never going to go against Asuka. Asuka is like the LeBron James of the female wrestling yeah. uh, division. It's just at the end of the day, maybe sometimes she doesn't look perfect, but at the end of the day, you're like, no. They're just. She is so freaking good that I'll never bet against her. So I think Asuka is going to win this match. I agree with you. Although Natalia is getting over. She's doing quite a bit. And,
4: I mean, look, Natalia is a veteran in the locker room. She's the leader. She's trained half, like if not all, of the women's roster. Oh my
3: god, it seems like almost all of them. Yeah,
4: yeah she's the she's the leader in this whole pack. But uh, I think she's there to make Oscar look good, and she'll do exactly that. And Oscar can make anyone look great. So I think oh. that I think the bar for this match is pretty high.
3: So good, um, Intercontinental Championship: uh, Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus
4: Sami Zayn. Mm, Jeff Hardy just signed a new contract. So.
3: Okay, Hardy signed a new contract, but you know where I'm going to go with this.
4: You got to give it to Sammy. I was going to say AJ.
3: <laughs> no, Sam. AJ is fine. AJ, yes, I love AJ Styles, but Sammy Zayn, he never lost the Intercontinental Title. I Vince McMahon love... said, "Hey, if you're scared of COVID, you don't got to come in." Sammy Zayn does a lot of great humanitarian work. Not to bring outside the ring uh, activities inside the ring, but Sammy Zayn, he's awesome. He, He's a great dude. Yeah, I, I think he deserves the strat back. He never mm-hmm. lost it, mm-hmm. and I believe Sami Zayn. If he shows up in shape, he does get. He's a little chonky, which I love that about him too. I he's
4: he's a normie. I love the normies.
3: I could see Sami Zayn winning this. If it's not Sami, I would like to see Jeff de, uh, retain. But do you think that they'll let either of those things happen? AJ no. Styles is a staple, and Vince does tend to go back. Um, you know, sort of to the lead horse and in this case AJ Styles might be the stud.
4: I think in the in the watered down storytelling of WWE it's AJ Styles. Uh, but I also know that Jeff Cardi just signed a contract so he could retain and I don't think I think I think Sami Zayn has to lose this match in order to validate him losing the belt so he shuts up and goes and does whatever else WWE wants him to do.
3: I am a little bit sad that Jeff Hardy re-signed with the WWE.
4: I, I am, too.
3: I wanted to see he and Matt. Matt, by the way, apparently fine after the, what looked to be concussion all out. I know the kayfabe world is strong with professional wrestling, but everybody swears that he was fine. Including himself, he was like, "I'm fine." Of course, I'm like, I, I do not say
4: he's fine.
3: But everyone in the back also—it's like no one's breaking, no one's breaking ranks. Right everyone's like, "Nia was fine." Of course, some people yeah. I've even heard say the whole thing was the whole thing was a set. The whole thing no. was a setup. We all
4: the know that's whole thing that's was not a work. True. No, because we—I think, I—I I mean, look, I—I I wouldn't buy that it was a work. That shit—that shit was dangerous. Also, if that's the case, then poor taste. You could easily lose like a good portion of your fans.
3: I don't know if poor taste is going to ruin wrestling. You're right. Do you think that nope, wrestling fans right. are going to be like, that was in poor taste? I don't care.
4: I'll never watch AEW again. Just oh, that was
3: in poor taste. Like, like
4: WWE is any better. You know what? Wrestling is, is wrestling. Everything is wrestling. It's, it's all, beautiful. It's all fucked.
3: Jeff Hardy <laughs> versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. I'm pushing for you, Sammy.
4: I am too. Uh, I want to see Sammy win. I think he'll lose, but it'd be great if he won.
3: I, uh, yes, I think, uh, I just want to see him chit-chatting more, and I feel like the championship belt will help him do that. Maybe Jeff Hardy uh, does retain because of the new contract, although I don't know if that necessarily makes that, I don't, I'm not sure. Or I like that this Vince one can, cons- can go anyway.
4: way. It can I really anyway. can,
3: and, uh, but you're right, most likely it'll just be AJ. And, no, and not, not to diss on AJ, you know, AJ's good. Uh, you go back and you watch some of AJ and TNA.
4: Oh, he's incredible. Oh, he's absolutely incredible. Um, but speaking of someone who can cut an unscripted promo, Sami Zayn.
3: Oh, he's so good.
4: Let him talk.
3: Almost to the point where it's scary. I he's think that so, he's minutes, so good. You know that that's the thing with Phil, aka CM Punk, who I love, but he did like kind of hurt. When it comes to like unscripted promos, I think oh, no. that was, it was the last so good
4: one. That it ruined it for everyone.
3: Ruined it for everyone. Vince is like, can't do that anymore. It's one yeah, guy takes
4: one asshole to ruin it for everyone.
3: But he did tell the truth.
4: Oh, it was you know, so the, good.
3: The truth is not always what people. And Sammy
4: Zayn has come close to a. To, has like a has had like a light a, a pipe bomb light, if you will. Yes, he has. I mean, yeah.
3: Sami Zayn on Instagram and on Twitter, you know, I mean, obviously, that was the only place we were able to see him for a while. Yeah. Because he wasn't he wasn't wrestling. Yeah. Uh, he goes in, and goes I'm happy in. to see him back. Vince is a forgiving person at the same time in the sense that it's he doesn't shocking. really care if it gets over. As long as it's getting over, it's like, all right, great. You know, yeah. So that's, of course, I'll always, you know, I like that about him.
4: It's shocking about how many terrible things have happened in relationships with Vince McMahon and then two years goes by and they redraw a contract and guess who's back on T V?
2: Like, lot of bro I'm love. always
4: amazed. I'm like, did he like burn every bridge there or vice versa? And then of you
3: wait know. until Jericho is inducted into the Hall of Fame, even I can't wait. Uh, the WWE Hall of Fame. Even if he's still with AEW, they'll work it out where it's like, yeah, you can go do this.
4: One hundred percent.
3: Um, and and Jericho just shits on Vince constantly. Yeah, but yeah, so that is that's one of the things that I love about the sport of professional wrestling. Uh, no, no one seems to take things too personally, or forgiveness is right around the corner, or just overall acceptance that uh, we were both assholes. Which I think that happens a lot. I think there's like Vince just looking at the wrestler that he's arguing with at the moment being like, we're both dickheads, huh? Yeah. All right. Great.
4: It's amazing. I'm always, like I said, I'm always shocked. I'm always shocked. Speaking of
3: dickheads, Bobby Lashley, he's the United (laughs) States champion. He's going against Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews previously held the belt. I'd love to see Apollo uh, Apollo Crews get it back. Uh, speaking of Ricochet, Ricochet is currently in a fight with the Hurt Business. Uh, that, I don't, I don't, don't know what. Why? Speaking of things that disappear, I don't know what the Hurt Business is anymore. No one now does. they're just fighting the ninjas, but there's a non, it's like a non-sequitur where they just show up and, the, and then the ninjas are there. And then they fight, and I'm like, why is it happening? This, I don't this know.
4: match would make more sense if you weren't paying attention to it.
3: Yes, it really would. I I am so confused on what the Hurt Business don't, is. Don't um, read into it.
4: Just kind of look for the flips. Watch the flips.
3: Watch the flips. Apollo Crews is unbelievable. The Hurt Business, obviously, they've been showing up a lot of WWE underground, which, again, I have a sweet spot for because, at the very least, they're doing something that makes sense to not have a crowd at it, as I've said before. Yeah. And Braun Strowman is sort of, uh, you know... Um, Reinvigorating his badass appeal. no one's messing with braun, except for this one dude. And Kato, did you see this guy? Daba Kato. I want he's, to say his name is Daba Kato. He is freaking massive.
4: Yeah, you don't I'm not I wasn't familiar with him until we started talking to I was talking about him. Um, and he is a giant. He's 350 pounds. he's six nine. Woo. That's a big boy.
3: He's Polish. So you can't trust him, and he is a dangerous, (laughs) dangerous man. He and Braun Strowman are going to have a hell of a feud. I could see those two big old boys go at it.
4: Yeah, he's dabbled in the WWE realm for a a few years.
3: He seems like a classic giant type, and I always got to show my love for the big boys. Maybe they don't move as well as the little guys, but you can imagine what it feels like to get hit by a (laughs) 350-pound club that is coming off of the hand. Of D'Avocato, so Bobby Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Cruz, and um, this is a big mid card match, definitely United States Championship again. I hope Apollo wins. I would not be surprised if the Hurt Business shows up, and this whole thing ends in a scrum. It seems like that's how most of their matches end.
4: Yeah, that's what that's what it, I, that's what they're setting up for anyway.
3: Yeah, that's what they're setting up for in the Hurt Business. It, you know, it it just seems like. They have a series of different athletes, and they're like, what are we going to do with all these athletes? And then they're like, put them in a faction. And this is the faction they came up with, and it's (laughs) tentative. At best,
4: Yeah. Hey, can I copy off your homework real quick?
3: <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly what they're doing in AEW as well. And we will see if there's more factions to come in AEW. It seems like they're hinting that there may be. We have the Street Profits versus Nakamura and Cesaro. This is a championship for championship match, and I love it.
4: Put this match higher on the card. This should be Absolutely. one of the first matches we talked about. I love, 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 love this match. I agree. I love everyone in it. Everyone should win.
3: What do you think is going to happen here? Because Raw I and SmackDown, they could, unify the, they could unify the belts. If someone's going to do it, I think the Street Profits, if I have to choose, and I love Nakamura and I love Cesaro, I think the Street Profits as Raw and SmackDown tag team champions, you know I'm a sucker for like real tag teams. I would kind of love it. No, you're right. I think no, you're right. Do a great job. You're
4: absolutely right. And I think the Street Profits are amazing. And I think they're single... At one point, we're single-handedly saving Raw. Uh, they were so fun to watch and yep. so fun. Like, maybe not so much now, but when they first came on the scene, they were the ones to watch and they were so fun. Um, I think Shinsuke... I want the smoke. Yeah. I think Shinsuke and Cesaro... I know people aren't a fan of them and I don't... I cannot Dude. in my brain process why you wouldn't like Cesaro. It just doesn't... I just don't don't get it. You and I are different people. I don't understand you. We speak different languages. There's no reason to not love Shinsuke or Cesaro.
3: Well, speaking of different languages, that's what both of these athletes do. And I do wonder if that has sort of soured them on some of the WWE universe. If Nakamura or Cesaro is another one where it's like, man... He's, I hope Tony Khan has him in his Rolodex. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way with Nakamura. There is so much great talent.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, to well,
3: WWE's credit, they are the champions. Yeah. But uh, I could see more Cesaro in my life and Nakamura.
4: Yeah, and I think the thing with Nakamura is he's on his retirement tour. Like, he's been, right. he's he's had his day in the sun in New Japan. He, I, I it was, it was Largely assumed that when he came to WWE, he was just—he's taking a check. He's gonna put other guys over. He's gonna get his moment. He's gonna be big. But ultimately, like this is his security. This is his security tour, basically. Um, Right. And he's great, and he does whatever he needs to do, and he does what he's told, and he follows the rules or whatever. Um, But when he first debuted, I think he debuted at SmackDown after WrestleMania one year, Uh and it the fucking house came down it was, it was incredible so much fun his intro is so badass like he was so fun to watch I, and i, I remember tripped on some
3: acid and i watched his intro for like oh an God. hour i was just was like this is epic. so cool
4: epic 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 he's the best i absolutely adore him um i think that i was surprised to hear people not get it like they, they didn't get his bit they didn't get that right. he was very, he was a little flamboyant, or like it, he's just like a little weird, a little Michael Jacksony. Like there was just something about him that the Amer he didn't really resonate with, like everyone, like Gary on his couch. Like there was something right. there. So I think that's also why we haven't seen him really, you know, headline or breakout.
3: Yeah, I I feel like that's a safe statement to make. Um, he was confusing, and he doesn't fit in the box. That's his entire character, but it also can make it more difficult for the WWE to sort of explain why he is what he is. But then again, we also don't know, because we haven't had a crowd, and I feel like he'd still be hyper over. Whenever I went to see him, whenever I saw him uh, at Raw, when I would go to Raw, or when I would go to SmackDown at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn when I was there, he, he gets a huge pop. He's I mean, so like fun. people love him. Like as soon as you hear that, like as soon as you hear the shrieking noise of his intro so music, good. people go crazy. And same
4: thing with Cesaro. I don't know why Cesaro is a like. I feel like he's a walking uh, like action figure mold. Like he yes, just he is. looks like he's perfectly sculpted. He hasn't even looked at a carb in in ten years.
3: Oh, definitely not. He and Finn Balor both. By the way, the Finn. Uh, reign at nxt i am definitely here for that i think that that's going to be great and i'm happy finn has the strap and he deserves every bit of success because he is an incredible professional wrestler all right well that's going to be 2020's clash of the champions that'll be september 27th Uh, make sure you check that out there's going to be some kick-ass matches and speaking of kick-ass matches All right, this week's match from the past. Katie, this is one. uh, It took
4: place in Madison Square Garden. I love an MSG match.
3: Love good MSG. I love MSG in my food, and I also love it as an arena. Ken Shamrock (laughs) defeated Owen Hart, RIP the late, great Owen Hart. If you have not watched Owen Hart um, cut promos, do yourself a favor and just search his name on the WWE Network. Man, as a kid, I hated him so much. Uh, because that's what he wanted me to do yeah. and as an adult I'm watching that and I'm like wow he was so good he's mm-hmm. so annoying
4: so annoying he's such just a, like, like oh, oh I want to straight
3: but my god he, just shut up just shut up he is so incredible just uh, this an, an unbelievable again. performer um, so Ken Shamrock he defeated Owen Hart in a Lions Den match. Uh, Ken Shamrock would have a few more Lions Den matches in his career, one against Steve Blackman. But let's just uh, play a little sound from this one. This was really creative. Uh, For those that don't remember it, it was a sort of mini octagon, sort of elongated sides, about 10 feet high. Mm -hmm. And there were some cool-ass flips. And it was just, you know, as far as wrestling gimmicks go, it made sense. And I think it was... It made Ken Shamrock look good. Sometimes wrestling gimmicks like, kind of hurt both of the wrestlers because you're like, I don't know. Like when Buff Bagwell had his mom on a forklift, it's like, <laughs> do we need Buff Bagwell's mom on a forklift? I don't know. But this match really works. So let's listen to a little sound from this week's match from the past. Shamrock using
5: again the, the cage itself. Oh, what a shot. What a kick right to the face of old Heart. Big move. Big right time move. That could have separated Shamrock's shoulder. Owen Hart bleeding from the mouth. Caught Shamrock in midair. And what a what a magnificent power slam. Suplex. Oh. Big time ride. Owen Hart now. Sharp shooter time. Sharp shooter coming up. Nobody does this better. It's yeah. Owen Hart. Samron's got to reach down or have his leg broke. Lean back going. Samron is in the cage, but uh, the referee, Jack here. there you see the referee. There's no room in the cage for an what official. What is Shamrock doing? Look at Shamrock. What guts. He's putting more pressure on himself. It looks like he's breaking the hole. Shamrock pulled himself. you imagine how your flesh feels against that exposed match. Oh, oh, DDT! Oh my gosh! What a DDT by Shamrock. Watch this, folks. That was a great move by Owen Hart just moments ago. but that DDT by Shamrock completely nullified everything that's happened up to now. Owen's in trouble. An extremely physical matchup. Not going to see this kind of competition, at least oh. in my view, anywhere else on pay-per-view. But the WWF, what a shot! What a shot by Shamrock! A little word of advice! Oh, what a monster. nice right kick. now, Severin! Nice kick by Shamrock. Found its mark. Boy, somebody's going to get hurt badly before this one's all said and done. Owen Hart up and over again face first into the mesh fence. Oh, there it is. There it is, King. It got him. Owen Hart's going to try to choke out Shamrock.
3: there it was everyone thank you all so much for listening and uh katie again i'm excited for a a bit of the expansion of the format coming up here uh starting next week we'll we'll hit on some others we're gonna talk sports we're gonna talk the sports more i'm not gonna talk about golf though because i don't know anything about golf i know a little bit about golf i got a 500 dollars fine on a golf course when i was growing up so i've boycotted the sport ever since
4: that's
3: fair can't chip the greens when you're drunk apparently they get all mad at you um,
4: but who cares? I just learned that you're not supposed to drink on golf courses. I thought that was like, I thought they sold beer on golf courses.
3: They do. They do. Anyone who told you
4: what, you? but you're not supposed see, this is why we're not talking about golf. Cause I don't even know the first thing about it.
3: John Daly would have a rum and Coke and a cigarette with him. And he was on, he was golfing.
4: I mean, he John, wasn't just a fair- I do know John Daly. John Daly is a, is a, is a specimen. He doesn't John- remember half the championships he's won.
3: That is the sign it's, of a true hero.
4: Can you imagine uh, being that talented?
3: Well, a lot of people I have heard people be like, just imagine if he was sober. I'm like, I don't think you would have done as well. I feel like John that's Daly fair. needed to be blackout to just be like, this ain't a big deal. And then he could putt up. like there was no pressure on him because yeah. he was just
4: pretty relaxed. Put on your crazy pants, hit hit a couple, throw back a couple ramen cokes, and hit the course.
3: I mean, I'm that's the one thing about golf. Maybe we will talk about. If anybody brings, if anyone lights up a Marlboro or a pipe, I will talk about golf. All right, Um, but yes, no, mostly, mostly NFL and (laughs) NBA. That's what I know a whole bunch about, and of course, some major league baseball because I do like the crack of the bat. It is America's pastime in that it takes forever to watch a game. And they've got some
4: new, some new controversial rules happening this year.
3: Oh my God! Leave it to the MLB. Leave it to the MLB. Um, so, yes. Anyway, so we're expanding out into all sport. And we are super excited to uh, have you guys on board for that transition. And, uh, yeah. Of co- and, of course, we're still going to talk about professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, that is uh, never not. going to die because that's our love. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We hope you're doing okay out there. Stay positive in these unprecedented times. Unprecedented what? It's so precedented. Like Everything is more precedented now than ever before.
4: I don't even know what precedented means. I just know that I've heard it.
3: I'm done. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to,
1: 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from
2: McDonald's.